I'm nice. And I'm naughty. And, and we're, we're both 40. 40. We're going to tell you how it really is. From our perspective. Tune in on Sundays at 2 p.m. As we dish on topics we're sure you can relate to. Welcome to another episode of Nice, Naughty, and 40. To our new listeners, you picked a wonderful time to check out our podcast. Tanya and I are discussing our history as women for the month of March. Last week's episode was a letter to ourselves as children. And in this episode, we'll be sharing open letters to ourselves as young adults. Yes, I'm really excited about this and have been looking forward to part two and thinking about how much we've both grown and evolved from children to young adults and where we are right now, you know, strong, confident women in our 40s. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, If this is your first time checking us out, please make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Pandora. Yes, so Tanya, like we did last time, before we get into our letters to ourselves, why don't we share some snapshots of who we were as young adults um, from our late teens through our 20s? Okay. So, who was Tanya as a young adult? What were your interests? What words would you use to describe yourself? Okay, okay. So young adult Tanya was actually quite similar to childhood Tanya. Oh, no. <laughs> Looking back, I would say that as a young adult, I was an absolute paradox. I mean, I was so confident as a student, like in my later like high school years uh, and college, but more as a student, not the social side. Okay. Uh, in addition to English, I did extremely well in math and science. I remember my one uh, professor, she actually thought I was a pre-med major, which really made me feel cool. (laughs) You know, it was like I was a force when it came to doing rap ciphers and all. Mm -hmm. And behind the mic, on the stage, I remember, you know, doing shows and having that confidence Mm -hmm. and gaining that respect from different male MCs, you know, in my circle or in Philly, (laughs) what have you. But what made me an absolute paradox is that I struggled with being shy Mm -hmm. and self-conscious and trying to find and accept myself as I was, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, I was taller. (laughs) I've always been tall, but I was taller than the average woman. And I always had this distinctive look about me, you know, um, I mentioned in our podcast to our younger selves as children about my mole. So that was still something that was very distinctive with me. And it's weird. It's like when I would wear my hair along with sunglasses, people would say that I favored Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. And when I wore my hair short, then people might say, oh, you know, you favor Holly Berry or Tony Braxton. And it's weird because I never felt that way, but I would (laughs) still be like, oh, thank you. (laughs) Uh, And occasionally people would say, oh, do you model? I think it was more of like a height thing. They just, you know, oh, you're tall. Do you model or do you play a sport? It wasn't just height. You're beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) But it's because it didn't really build my self-esteem, I guess, you know, um, because sometimes people would say that I was too tall, 
you know, you'd be, you'd be good looking if you were, you know, average height, you know, um, or that I was too skinny, you know, uh, and always something. or that I was cute. You know, this this one oh god and back you know backhanded compliments and these weren't necessarily just from guys but sometimes women too mm-hmm. and they would say oh you know you'd be cute if you had a body <laughs> so, wow yeah I heard that uh, you're cute for a dark skinned girl mm, <laughs> like no. uh... What? what is that? What is that? You know, so I mean, but I, when you say that, that's, no, yeah. that was just hate. That was yeah, yeah hate. you know, I mean, it's like you're trying to find you're an adult technically, but at the same time, there's certain elements of your childhood that are still there that you're still working through. Yeah. And it's like during this is during the time when uh, the, the baggy oversized clothes look was in. Mm-hmm. And so. It's like, while I, there goes that paradox again, because I wanted guys to think I was sexy, but I mean, how (laughs) sexy can you look in baggy gear? (laughs) And it's like, you know, I want to be sexy. I, you know, that's the thing is that I um, didn't have it every once in a while. I would wear like a crop top, Mm -hmm. but then I would be so self-conscious. I'm not sure if you remember um, the one time when I brought that fitted. Uh, it was like a cat, kind of like a cat suit, but it was a workout outfit. It was from, I think it was the limited or something. They're not around anymore. It was black. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I felt so like self-conscious wearing it. And, and you were like, you look cute. I'm like, why don't you try it on Michelle? And I gave it to you. I'm not sure if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> so even when I would try to wear like fitted clothing, yeah. even though I was small, you know, I, yeah. most times I was wearing baggy gear and, you know, but in the back of my mind, I was thinking that. I would, you know, I guess it was a strategic move where I felt comfortable in that in those clothes, but then I can swoop in on the guy when you're like, "Hey, I'm more than just your friend." <laughs> but it's weird I say that because I was a slow mover too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were. Uh, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you're talking. You know, first kiss might not have come until I don't know. You like, tell them that. <laughs> I don't know how many dates in. Like. Oh, <laughs> but it's it's weird it's because I always imagined my first being my last you know like first you know yeah encounter <laughs> so I wanted to be smart about it and not be taken advantage of but then it was I was conflicted because I wanted the guy to like me but at the same time I didn't want to put myself out there you know and I wanted him to say oh you, I, I guess I romanticize things it's kind of like that one episode we were talking about do you romanticize things from yeah. like if you watch certain shows yeah. or songs and it was this idea of he's going to love me so much that he's going to say I'm willing to wait and do whatever you want and it wasn't like wait necessarily (laughs) until we got married but until I felt like we had something special enough for us to take it there and to end in marriage so that was the thing like in my 20s like (laughs) so so that means I was you know (laughs) that's why they say it's only one of you yeah one of me because for you to be young and be like my first is gonna be my last yeah what no I need experience yeah I and and it's weird because I mean I don't uh, I mean I don't want anyone to read this wrong I I mean I love my husband and I'm glad we're together but I do and looking back at my 20s I, I do part of me feels like I wish that I had not when I say put myself out there, I don't mean sexually, yeah. but I mean in the sense where uh, I was willing to be 
more like not, adventurous. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think that the problem with me is that I could have these great conversations for hours. Like the one person you know, when you had hooked me up at one time, you're like, "Oh, this guy's perfect," and we would talk for hours on the phone, like about everything, and then. I was put into the friend zone. I was their buddy, and uh, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and that was me, twenties. <laughs> and it was like, you know, and he said it, and most times guys would say, you know, you cool people, you know, you real cool, mm-hmm. or they would hit me with the, you too nice for me, yeah, right, you yeah. too nice for me. And looking back, I actually think that's kind of cool because. I mean, I could, obviously I was upset at the time with some of the guys, when I say with them, not with them necessarily, with the situation, because yeah. I liked them and I wanted them to like me back. And but they respected you. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. so that's why I'm like, well, wow, that's kind of cool that mm-hmm. they respected me enough to say, you know what? Not yeah. you, Tanya. I'm yeah. not going to do you like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I appreciate that, you know, like yeah. outside of relationships, I would say I was a dreamer. In my 20s and not dreamer in this sense where, you know, sometimes people hear dreamer and they think it's a bad thing, like someone who's flighty and they're all over the place. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like dreamer in this sense where I was just passionate about so many different things that I wanted to do in life. You know, my mom would make fun of me sometimes when I would say, I'm not going to work for, you know, people all my life. I want to get out there and do this, that and the other. She's like, "Mm -hmm, "Okay." (laughs) And I mean, even, you know, like 20 years later, I still feel that way, you know. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I would say that some people, they assume since I was into rap and stuff, they assumed people who didn't know me like that. They mm-hmm. assumed that, oh, you know, you must smoke weed or drink <laughs> or, you know, be into the party scenes because mm-hmm. I, you know, would do these shows and things like that. And it comes back again to the whole respect thing that even in my 20s, I remember like other like guys who were heavy into different things they would always say i mean now we'd be in the studio and i remember this one guy would be like yo you know don't do that around tanya <laughs> <laughs> it's yes and, yeah, and i mean the thing is that thing. like even though i didn't do any of those things in my 20s i never pushed that on anyone else or mm-hmm. told someone don't do that around me like yeah. i'm you know or anything like that yeah. but guys would always say yo you gotta take that like if someone was smoking in the mm-hmm. studio or whatever and they you gotta take that outside yeah you know or even drinking it's like yo you can't you can't do that you're like she's a grown woman i don't care (laughs) so so i guess that was you know that was kind of cool though but um you know i mean i'm gonna have to say though i was passionate about like everything i did you know Mm -hmm. uh, wherever i worked uh, whatever i did whoever you know i was with or whoever it was i always tried to be passionate about it mm-hmm. and you know i would always put forth my best effort and though i say you know there's certain aspects of my life that didn't always uh, seem like they were me mm-hmm. you know like uh some people would say you just don't seem like you rap or you just don't mm-hmm. seem like you do this or that you're into that, you mm-hmm. know, or I could be, you know, I guess a girly girl, so to speak. But at the same time, when people would see me, be like, yo, she looks so rough and rugged. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I would speak and they would really? say, huh. <laughs> Very complex. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Michelle? Uh, hmm. Who was young Michelle? Mm. Um... I would say, like, I, I always put my best 
foot forward mm-hmm. as far as in passion. And yeah. like we share that where I was passionate with what I, whatever I did, working at McDonald's, mm-hmm. you know, I made sure my mm-hmm. uniform was all yes. nice. Yes. Smile on. I, I, you know, I love my little job. Yes. But, um, <laughs> you know, I was always into fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, I like working out, um, helping out with my younger brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's funny that I was told that I thought it was nice, but my younger cousins told me that I got nicer as I got older and, really? and fat. Mm. <laughs> they said oh! the skinny Michelle was mm. not I nice. don't know about that. I think that it depends on, you know, like we have different <laughs> representatives, you know, yeah. like you got the friend Michelle, the family Michelle, yeah. the worker Michelle, the friend Michelle, you were always, you know, pretty nice yeah. to me. I was know? nice to yeah. them, but I know, I, I remember one situation where I had my, I grabbed my little cousins because I, you know, family is everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, let's go to the mall. And I asked them before we left, are you hungry? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, we're not hungry. And once I got in shopping mode, you know, I got these kids, they're like eight, nine, 10, around that age. And they want to stop and eat. And I'm like, no. I said, did you want to eat before we went? And I want to go into these stores. Well, that's not being mean. That's a lesson learned. Yes. So, and then I just didn't, you know, I was always out and, mm-hmm. and doing things and, and, and everything. So, I didn't spend a lot of time with them when I was yeah. a skinny Michelle. Yeah. So, as I got older, they're skinny like, Michelle. I guess the, they think the weight slowed me down or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but it's funny that they say that. But I think I was nice. Yeah. Um, but, um, I was ready, really like just wrapped up in working school, looking cute. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I remember I had like two boyfriends for a while. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was a lot of work. <laughs> I just had to go. I think That'll I wrap you up. Titanic twice. <laughs> remember I had to take two vacations. Yeah. That was rough. Like mm-hmm. two boyfriends. <laughs> um, and then I got tired. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, <laughs> Um, you know, with school, I did lose focus because mm-hmm. um, I, I felt as if, like, you know, I wanted to make good money, but I didn't know. I didn't have a direction mm-hmm. or anything because I was the first person in my family to go to college. Yeah. So I didn't have anybody to tell me, like, oh, well, you know, you should probably do this or think about that or, you know, I had you. Yeah. And I, I you just, did not like, you, you did not a like, student, no. I, and I was like, get by student. I still remember one of the conversations we had. And I, I think it was one of those things where you weren't going to come and, and, you know, because sometimes we would link up because, we weren't in the same class, yeah. but and I was like, and you was like, oh, I ain't coming today. I'm going to work, and I'd be like, Michelle, and you're like, and I'll never forget you told me, you're not my mom. Why you <laughs> act like my mom? And I'm like, I'm just trying to look out for you. <laughs> you did not like that. Oh my gosh! And I'm like thinking I'm making some money. I'm making pennies and and still wind up back in school as yeah. an adult, like old lady in school. But I remember that, and mm-hmm. I wish I would have listened. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm gonna make some money. Mm-hmm. But you know, I uh, I lo- I changed my major. Remember, yeah. like, se- like I don't know, several times. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how many. And it seemed like I was so easily influenced. Yeah. Like I would be like, oh, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And then I might talk to an older person. They say, oh, well, this is not good. There's no money there. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, all right, let me change it up. Yeah. So I was just all over the place. And eventually, I dropped out and. I was rocking out with my two boyfriends for a minute. That yeah. was a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> so I was dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but who was Michelle? I was a typical 20 year old. Yeah. You know, you know, I yeah. always had confidence. Yeah. Um, that's never been a problem. Mm-hmm. And just trying to figure out yeah. life and just yeah. being. Be 
being free and yeah. fun, but still trying to keep, you know, like not being wild, mm-hmm. you know, it yeah. wasn't wild. Yeah, I think that was my problem. I was an atypical 20-year-old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, being a young adult, it can be tough. I mean, you have the title of adult, yet you're still figuring out so much, mm-hmm. you know, even where you fit in with others and how they view you. You know, why don't we get into how we think others perceived us when we were young adults and if we cared or you know maybe you didn't care um i'm trying to remember i don't think i cared did i care back then i think you know i know we were talking about when you were a child and you were saying how you know you didn't care i think that it doubled you doubled down as an adult uh, (laughs) in your 20s where you really didn't care (laughs) and not like being a jerk to anyone or anything like that (laughs) but you know you made it clear listen because then you had that phrase i'm an adult now yeah (laughs) when you're a kid it's like well i gotta listen what they say but when once you became well I'm an adult now I'm gonna do what I want to do yes. so I think that you know caring I think yeah. that was out the window when I yeah. say, I mean not in a mean way but in mm-hmm. a you know well I'm gonna do me yep. type of yeah that is me I'm gonna do me that is, that is so me that's how I was like trying to remember like did I ever really care because remember I cut off my hair and everybody's yeah. teasing me about my jerry curl and I'm like it's not a jerry curl it's my natural hair mm-hmm. I got teased so much about mm-hmm. cutting off my hair and I yeah. just didn't care like mm-hmm. anybody else probably would have been like oh it isn't and I just rocked out with my little twist and stuff but um I think people may have perceived me as independent yeah pretty they used to always say I was so pretty um, fun, a shopaholic, mm-hmm. um, oh, high maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I got that a lot that I was high maintenance, mm-hmm. but I was, I was a hard worker. So yeah. I felt like, yeah, I deserved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were a hard worker, but I will say that there were times like when we were both working in Sears credit and I'd be like, mm-hmm. where's Michelle? <laughs> Michelle, you stayed calling out. Like, listen, yes. Sometimes you didn't feel well, and sometimes you were juggling your boyfriends. Yeah. So payday. Remember payday? I used to get sick on payday. I wanted to go shop. When you were there, you worked hard, but you know. McDonald's, remember I used yeah. to finagle and get mm-hmm. other people yeah. to that like me to do the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it, um, Larry. Yeah, I remember I used to get him to take out the trash. They, when I was late, they would try to make me take out the trash for punishment. And I'm like, sure, okay. I go back there and get him. Like, I got it, I got it. But, <laughs> so how do you think you were perceived, Tanya? You know, um, I think many of my peers... Outside of people in my rap circle, because I think they perceived me differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, they viewed me as a goody-goody in a negative sense and a perfectionist. And, you know, I think, I hate to say this, but I find that my desire to do well and to put forth my best effort, I think it was annoying to some people. It probably is annoying to some people now. <laughs> so? You know, I mean, I think that people. You don't care, do you? Now, I'd be lying if I said I don't care totally. I'll say I don't care as much. Okay, okay. But like in my 20s, yeah, I definitely cared. Uh, And I think that some people, when they would see how nice I was, they thought I was fake. Mm. And they were waiting to see like, no way this girl's really, she's not for real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I think that 
it was as though they were trying. Sometimes people thought that me being the way I was was showing them in a negative light. Uh, And so that was kind of difficult for me. I, I mean, I remember when I was in college and some people had no problem biting their tongues. And this is when we were both at CCP and that's the Community College of Philadelphia for people who don't know. Mm-hmm. And that I remember good. we were in the, <laughs> you know, I yeah, I, wasn't, I shouldn't have said that. Well, no, the lunchroom was the, this was it before was they banned playing cards. You know. Well, wait, can I just say this real quick? Do you remember when I fell down the steps on the fourth floor when that guy was trying to talk? It was a guy trying to talk to me. Trying and to I was cute. just like, as if. And I said, as if. And next thing you know, I'm going down the escalator steps on the fourth floor where everybody is at. Boop, 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 boop. That's what you get. Yeah. I learned my lesson. I never did that again. Like, oh, no, it's okay. I don't want your number. I never did that. As if. And that's crazy because I was always waiting. Like you know, look, waiting for someone in the shadow, someone cute, of course, you yeah, know, to to want to holler, but you know, and, and you would be shy though, yeah, because yeah, people like yeah, you, you just yeah. so shy. I, I guess I didn't. I mean, you know, it's all we're talking about perception, and I think yeah. that my I had my blinders on, so I didn't even really know that anyone liked me like that. I always that, told you you, you was know? beautiful, so I thought you had the <laughs> inkling yeah. of like yeah. I know I'm cute yeah i did always tell you that yeah yeah, yeah. but that, that's coming from you though yeah. you know uh but i mean i th- i'll never forget this one time we we're in the lunchroom and i didn't really play cards or anything like that but mm-hmm. there was this one girl who was in she was in my bio class mm-hmm. and she was like oh you know she she flagged me to come over and i and i did and i'm sitting there with her and then there were some guys at the table who started asking questions and all. And I'm answering the questions. And <clears throat> pardon me, the one guy, he says to me, he's like, yo, so where are you from? And I'm like, uh, I'm from Philadelphia. And he's like, no, nah, where are you from? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I said, and I, I, I was being sarcastic. And then I said, planet Earth? <laughs> he did not like that. And he's like, yo, you know, you sound like you adopted by white people. And I was mm-hmm. like, and that's no disrespect to me for mm-hmm. white people. But mm-hmm. he was indicating that you speak proper. Why yeah. you talk like that? And I was so upset. I'm like... This is the way I talk. I mean, mind you, when I was doing rap stuff, I mean, it wasn't a matter of me like putting on a show or anything like that. But I had a whole, yeah, yeah, that's a whole different thing. But if I'm speaking to you in an intellectual manner, I'm going to talk a certain way, and it's not a matter of being white, black, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's what you said. I'm from Philadelphia. Because I could tell where he was going. Oh, okay, okay. And and so you know, and and I'll never forget this other instance. Uh, I was a uh, early childhood education major, Mm -hmm. and we're doing this group project. And there's you know certain amount of people in each group, and so I'm usually the person in the group who carries the group because people don't do what they're supposed to do and it's not I don't come in and I've never been one who comes in and takes control and is like we gonna do this that in that way Mm -hmm. but if I see people on doing anything then I'll say oh you know do you guys want me to do that or you know what have you and I'll never forget um there was a lady in our class it just so and I knew who she was Mm-hmm. Because she just so happened to be friends with my mom, because you know, like we're at community college, so you have people all different ages yeah, there, yeah. and she is friends with my mom. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't in the class at the time. 
or you know like people are taking different classes what have you and so people talk mm-hmm. and so this one girl who's close in age to me she's telling the lady about uh me and how she can't stand me oh i didn't know this because she would always smile in my face and everything we're doing group projects i can't stand her she thinks she know everything but this is the thing i've never presented or at least i won't say i've never because maybe obviously some people had that impression that i present myself as a know-it-all or that I try to talk, you know, you know, talk over people or anything like that. Mm-hmm. If I know something and you ask me, I'm going to tell you. But I'm like the type of person, even in teaching English to this day, I don't correct anyone unless they ask me to. Yeah. Or if you tell me I'm going to be sending this professional letter somewhere, then as a courtesy, I might say, you know, I noticed this. I just wanted to tell you. Yeah. But other than that, I don't even correct people on stuff unless they ask me to. You correct me. If you ask me to, <laughs> I, you, I get but that, no, that's for professional stuff. For professional stuff, if it's just you know, if it's not professional, I won't say anything. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Like if it's if it's something that is business related or whatever, I'm gonna yeah. say something. Okay, uh, but so I'm like, you know, if it's a group project. Our yeah. names are on yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. And so I was kind of like, well, Dag, you know, if you had a problem with me. And because she she felt like I was a person who was, um, I guess, thought I knew everything. And I wish I could have jumped in your body because I'd have been like, oh, yeah. You're just mad but I'm I mean, I was the type of student who I would, you know, like everyone. I mean, and I'm, you know, anyone they know, they know people like this, and yeah. I'm sure there's people who are like, I can't stand that type of person either. But, um, but so, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to act like I don't know anything. I'm supposed no, to not do my work. I'm supposed to be you and just say, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I will say that I've all I I will admit I'm an over the top person when it comes to projects. I remember, (laughs) um, like uh, like every project I do, I'm always thinking about how can I make it, you know, extra fabulous or what have you. And some people do not like that. Yeah, I remember your projects. Yes, so (laughs) some people are like, huh? She trying to show everybody up because of course I'd always be one of the first people who wants to do my project. Like when the you know the professor is like, you know, okay, they had to sign up. I want to go first. I want to set the bar high. I'm not going to go last. And so it's time to go first. Listen, people did not like that. They'd be sighing like, oh, gosh, man, you make they this look just bad. They should have signed up before you. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that that, you know, the perception is that I think I know everything and that, you, you know, know I'm lot. annoying. You know, a real, and, a whole, whole you know so, so, I mean, I think it's hard. I mean, for me not to care. I mean, I know to not care. These are my peers. These are my classmates. Do I want them to be, you know, to have negative feelings towards me? I mean, who cares? <laughs> I mean, it's. You're not going to see them again. I will say, though, I was uh, grateful because my mom's friend, she actually, she told my mom Mm. and she told me and like not a matter of gossiping, but she said, I, she said, I just want you to know that I defended you. And I told them that, you know, that means y'all need to step it up. Yeah. So just because she's doing her work, you want to put her down because she's. So I will say that I was, I was grateful for that because, (laughs) yeah, yeah, but I mean, The the other thing, this one is very interesting. What? I won't say the person's name. Mm-hmm. You actually know this person, though. We we went to uh, we went to Hoppo with him, uh, and he was like, I I still keep in contact with him now, like through social media, mm-hmm. and. I'll never forget one time he told me, he says, you know, yo, I heard you a booster. And I did not know what a booster was at first. <laughs> What's a booster? <laughs> and he says, 
oh, you know, um, you know, people like take clothes and sneakers oh, and stuff. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> and I'm like, who told you this? And he's like, that's the word, you know, what? and that I was a booster. I don't think you and, ever told me that. Yeah. And so um, I was, it begins with a K. I'll tell you after the show. Okay. Uh, and so I was like, my mind was blown when he told me this. And I'm like, to be perceived as a thief yeah, uh, or someone who would steal or willing to steal to uphold an image, yeah. that just blew my mind. And th- this is what I actually found out that mm-hmm. he told me that... <clears throat> There were some like, like, you know, neighborhood girls and stuff Mm -hmm. saying that I never wore the same thing twice. Like the same thing in college. This girl never wears the same thing twice. Uh, (laughs) I know this might seem superficial to some of our listeners, Mm -hmm. but I'd be lying if I said an image was not important to me. Because it it is now and it certainly was then. And it was supposed to be because you were a rapper. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing is Mm -hmm. that what I was doing for and they even have apps now where you can <laughs> so you can put down like what you wore and stuff like that use, and keep a uh, record I used to and keep mine I, I that's a what planner. I yeah that's what I did I yeah. kept a record of what yes. I wore and it yep. didn't come from a place of superficiality you know you did it, that too yes I'll just show you my one app <laughs> Because <laughs> someone even said that to me, like at you know w- where I work, you know mm-hmm. now, like I, I don't think I've ever seen you wear the same thing twice. <laughs> <laughs> like you just don't know. It's, it's and, so far. And because I, to my thinking, also is I like to give my clothing equal rotation. Yeah. You know, you got that stuff that you never wear, or sometimes like people say you always wear a certain color. Yeah. And so I try and you know. Switch but up. I was yeah. looking at it in my twenties. You know, I'm mm-hmm. trying to be in the rap scene. I got an image. Yeah. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm portraying that and people are associating me with this image Mm -hmm. so and you probably already know what my looks were I mean it was I had like three main looks it was either the preppy look yep Ralph Lauren (laughs) um or the sporty look yeah with Nike Adidas Puma whoever Mm -hmm. and then the grungy (laughs) camouflage look camouflage your bucket head you know my going yeah my bucket head going to war (laughs) and so I would rotate these things but when he said that I was like wow but But it was all designer stuff yeah but I guess in looking back people probably were like no way how she got my listen Marshall was around then Marshalls yes. and TJ Maxx. You, yeah. you tell yo, they got. I remember like the polo, you know, the polo shirts. You like, yo, Marshalls got the new shipment in. <laughs> Go buy like five yes. of them off the shelf. Uh-huh. Yep. I mean, you know, listen. I always had a job in college. I had to mm-hmm. pay, you know, had to help pay with my tuition and yeah. the clothes I liked. So, yeah. yeah, you know, and we and we both worked at McDonald's. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like working at McDonald's or sneaker stadium and then sears credit so remember we didn't just work in a regular mcdonald's yeah. we went out where the money was yes. we went out the county <laughs> that's right that's I right i said i ain't running into somebody i know mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean and i think what happened with me with like even the same thing with my job is that since i always was trying to do my best mm-hmm. i was perceived as a brown noser and overachiever even mm. in my job and the thing is that the issue for me and the reason I didn't like that is that uh, 
I wasn't one of those people who was trying, uh, like I would never rat on another employee mm-hmm. or anything like that. When I would know someone was doing something, yeah. you know, I might go to them personally. Cause I remember when I was working at sneaker stadium and this dude was still in sneakers. Oh wow. Like I come to you and like, yo man, I saw you. <laughs> yeah. You might want to yeah. you know, <laughs> chill on that yeah. where you get caught. <laughs> and so, so, and the thing is that I, I mean, I just was for me, I wouldn't step on, you know, like somebody, because I, I knew I was there to make money, but mm. I wasn't necessarily trying to make a career. And there were some people, yeah. they were legit trying to make careers out yeah. of it. So I'm not going to step on your toes or yeah. anything. And But at the same time, I mean, I was grateful to have a job. I remember I was so excited when I was at McDonald's. You know? <laughs> I was like Prince Hakeem, <laughs> you know, coming to America. Yeah, and yeah. I'll never forget. And I think at this point, you had left uh, McDonald's because mm-hmm. it was so cool. Like the squad that was there when we when yeah, you were there, yeah. and then uh, I think more people found out. Like, yo, let's yeah. go to this one and here they playing good. because they were playing good. <laughs> and then what wound up happening is that I'll, I'll never forget one of um, one of my coworkers. Yeah, I don't think you were there then. Um, she was telling this other girl, you know, I'm all wiping down the table, like uh-huh. smiling, wiping down the <laughs> tables, getting uh-huh. trash together. <laughs> And she says, who smiles when they cleaning up trash? And I remember, and I'm all like, look. <laughs> she talked, I mean, she didn't even like say it quietly. Like she said it so I could hear her, you know? Uh, oh, I, can we say names? Remember Carolyn used to smile yeah. when she was cleaning. She was so and nice. was so sweet. She was so she nice. She used to clean. Like, because that, that squad was really yes. good. We were just happy and yes. enjoy each other and mm-hmm, just have fun. Mm-hmm. She used to smile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think people looked at me like, but she smile out, you know? Haters. So, yeah. So I think that, like I said, I cared what people thought, but I think yeah. you know it made me feel like I was an outcast or mm. that I couldn't gel with my because co- you know you want to gel with your coworkers yeah. to some level. I know some people. Well, I know some mm-hmm. people. They're like, listen, I just can't hear the work. But yeah. at this, the their re- career, yeah. But the reality can, yeah. is that you're going to interact with these people on a regular basis. You might need yeah. them for something. Yeah. Oh, can you cover me with this? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I don't want any bad blood, yeah. you yeah. know? So, yeah. so even in my twenties, I mean, regardless if I'm just doing this to make money, I'm going to still do the best job I could do. But yeah. I, I felt like sometimes I was left with hard feelings because people didn't like that. You know? like, mm. Just do your job, do bare minimum. Why are you coming mm. up in here showing off? Like they, some people looked at that as showing See, off. You and know? because you were so nice, they would say it to you, but yeah. they never said stuff like that. Yeah. And I used to work hard, <laughs> but I, I don't care. Yeah. I guess they know, like they know yeah. who they can yeah. say things to. Mm-hmm. I and mean, remember I when we used to get the- say that to you, you know I would have said something. <laughs> I know. I remember I got tickets to the Sixers game that time. I'll never forget when Frank said, whoever clears their line out first. Like when we got the Villanova crowd when there was a a big game. It's like, whoever clears their line out. Listen, (laughs) I was getting those tickets. (laughs) And they were like, like, we knew Tiny was going to get it. (laughs) People don't like that. So who cares? (laughs) But I mean, I will say though, even though I cared, I couldn't bring myself to lower my standards. Like in my 20s, I I just couldn't bring myself to lower my standards or to feel comfortable Mm -hmm. with saying, well, I'm going to just do bare minimum. Uh, So... I, I think that's something that I'm I'm grateful and proud of that even mm-hmm. in caring I didn't compromise what I wanted yeah. to do. You know? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah.
Okay, Tanya, this was good. Mm-hmm. We showed a few <laughs> snapshots. So it's time that we share our letters to our young adult selves. <laughs> Why don't you start us off, Tanya? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to start off with my one of my nicknames, Hey T. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you're talking to the Italian yeah. rapper. <laughs> that's right. That's Yo, why I figure, hey, You're a transformer. <laughs> yes. It's so weird. Then you come off the stage and you'll be like, how do you connect this? And I'm like, oh my God, you blew them out. Like, where's the anonymous voice? <laughs> hey, T, you made it to adulthood, but are still struggling to fit in. And guess what? Almost everybody else at your age is, too. But you have something many people wish they had in their 20s, a focused drive to do well in life. I know there's times when you get tired of being clowned for not fitting in or even feel like an outcast since you don't always gel well with your peers. But people are watching you and taking notice. Hold on to all of those wonderful memories and confidence you feel when you're spitting those rhymes even as it evolves into something else. To quote Nas, even if they hate you now, you won't stop now. I wish there was a way for me to convince you to keep going and to not care so much about what everyone else thinks. But you must go through certain experiences to help you continue to become the adult you're meant to be. An awesome, inspirational person Raising a beautiful daughter. Oh, that was so sweet. <laughs> Before I get into mine, I have to make a request. Since we're talking about anonymous, no! we're going to. I ain't gonna put you on the okay, spot, but you. in a future episode, okay. we are going to have to do I'm it. I'm sorry, that's probably really loud in your ear with that. No, I'm sorry, folks. I'm putting you on the spot. In a future episode, okay. we have to have anonymous on. Okay. 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 All right. <laughs> Okay, I'm read my letter. Okay. <laughs> my letter is very short because my 20s, my 18s, that, yeah, I was, everything was great. <laughs> Hi, Shell. Don't leave your boyfriend for that older man because he's going to put you through hell. <laughs> All that glitters is not gold. <laughs> Slow down and do your own research. Stay in school because when you go back as an adult, it's going to be much harder to remember things. Stop spending your money. I did it so I could change things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop spending your money before you get it. Start a savings account. <laughs> I know you think 40 is old. Before you know it, it will be just that. You will be 40 with no savings or investments. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I do have investments, but I'm just saying, this is my letter to myself. Mm-hmm. Because in my 20s, woo, um, it's some changes I would like to make. But yeah. Yeah, but I shouldn't have left the, the, the good guy mm-hmm. for the older guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then I, I wouldn't have my voice. That's so, yeah. very Everything true. Everything had to very happen. Very true. Mm-hmm. All had to mm-hmm. happen. Like, yeah, I don't really have no gripes with my, my younger. So. Good, good, good. You know, it's it's crazy how we've known each other for so long, mm-hmm. yet I feel like we're learning so much, you know, yes. you and me through our podcast discussions. Yeah. And we both have so many stories and life experiences <laughs> to share from childhood and young adulthood, some we didn't even get into. Mm-hmm. 
And it feels awesome to reflect and maybe even have some of our listeners relate to what we're talking about. Yes, that would be great. Mm -hmm. I feel the same way, Tanya. To our listeners, we hope you'll be moved by to write letters to your young self, younger Mm -hmm. self. Please follow us on Instagram at nice.naughty.40, that's 40, or join our Facebook group, Nice, Naughty, and 40. Yes, and don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done so already. As we wrap up, I'm excited to share our motivational quote. This one, it comes from Marie Curry, <laughs> and uh, you know she's a woman who is surely ahead of her time yet right on time life is not easy for any of us but what of that we must have perseverance and above all confidence in ourselves we must believe that we are gifted for something and that this thing must be attained you know, this quote is it's just so powerful to me. The repetition of the word must. Mm. It's an absolute force. You know, must is something that has to be done. Yeah. You know, there's no alternative. You <laughs> must. You know, when I think about what kept me going, even when life wasn't easy as a child in my 20s and even now, mm-hmm. it was knowing that I must persevere and believing that I possessed a gift and multiple gifts you know that weren't just for me but to share with others you know yes um what's your take on this quote Michelle Ah, this is a great quote um I feel the same way um wow like the must like you have to and then also um I take out of that the confidence because if you believe in yourself, others mm-hmm. will believe in you as mm-hmm. well. So mm-hmm. it's like you just, even if you're a little afraid, you just got to believe, yes. you know, and have that confidence. And what's the worst that can happen? You mm-hmm. know, you learn from whatever happens. But I love this quote about the must. Like, I take that too. Like, you just have to do it. You got to. This is a great quote, Tanya. Until next time. Whatever you do, live your best life by loving yourself.